In uncertain days, it is important to remember that our world is getting ready to meet God. We are all getting ready to meet Him. The King is coming. Today, we join Scott Pauley in walking through the final book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to Him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and His wife hath made herself ready. We're going to a wedding today, friends. Are you ready? This is a wedding unlike any you've ever been to. This is the only perfect wedding. Now you may say, well, our wedding was perfect. Oh, but this is going to be perfect in every way because this is the royal wedding. Remember, Revelation is all about the king, our king coming to us. Well, Revelation 19, beginning in verse number 7, gives us a picture of that final, full, forever union between the bride and the groom. The king, the Lord Jesus Christ, and his church. And what a, what a union it is finally going to be. It is the royal wedding. There's so many beautiful elements in it. First of all, in verse 7, there's joy. Let us be glad and rejoice. Weddings should be occasions of great joy and rejoicing and celebration, not sorrow. Well, how much more when it is the perfect wedding? And then the Bible says, and give honor to Him. Now, if that sounds a little backwards to you, in our Western mindset, uh, the bride is the one that is all eyes on the bride, uh, all eyes on uh, the wife that is coming in. Here comes the bride, right? Well, I want to say to you, in this culture and custom, and then finally in prophecy in the Lord Jesus, it's here comes the groom. All eyes are on Him he has made us his bride. He has allowed us to be related to him. But all honor goes to the groom, the Lord Jesus Christ. So there's worship at this wedding. Then the Bible says, For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife hath made herself ready. Notice there's, there's a great preparation being done. God is at this moment getting us ready to meet him. In fact, way back in Ephesians chapter 5, the Bible in that classic passage on husbands and wives talks about Christ loving the church, giving himself for it. And it says in Ephesians 5 verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. That is fulfilled in Revelation 19. We are presented to him. And not in our own goodness. No, no, in his grace. Here's the wedding garments in verse 8. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. It's powerful, isn't it? God gives us the greatest wedding garment. In my mind, I can see the doors of that church opening on that Friday evening and my beautiful bride standing there coming in, being presented to me. Oh, what a glorious thought that someday the door of heaven opens and we are brought into the presence of our King the lover of our soul. The Bible refers to him here as the Lamb. Now, he is the king. It's a royal wedding, but he's identified as the Lamb. Why would that be? Because you can't have him as the bridegroom if you do not receive him as the Lamb. You don't get to enjoy uh, all of his, his kingdom if first you do not receive him as your Savior. You must have your sins forgiven. 
You must know His righteousness on your account because we can't go in with our own garments. All of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. So this must be the righteousness of Jesus Christ placed upon us. And then the Bible says in verse 9, I really like this, because every good wedding has a meal. And he saith unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. So there is fellowship. Can you imagine what it's going to be like around the Lord's table? Nobody spreads a table like Jesus spreads a table. That's true now. That's going to be true in eternity. I, I don't know all the details of the marriage supper of the Lamb, but I know this, I'm going to be there. And if you're a believer, you're going to be there. Because the church is the bride and Christ is our groom. There'll be a host of other wedding guests there as you compare Scripture with Scripture, all the Old Testament saints and believers from different ages. But we will have a very special union and intimacy with our Lord because Jesus Christ bought and paid for us at Calvary to make us His bride. I wish you'd study ancient Jewish weddings there's quite a progression to them and very particular events. Uh, let, let me just give you a little sampling of what I'm talking about. It began with the groom traveling to the bride's home. Uh, that's the incarnation, you see. God became a man without ceasing to be God. He, he took on flesh. He came to us. Then the groom has to pay the price that the father requires for the bride. Uh, that, uh, that amount must be paid. Do you see here the redemption? Jesus Christ paying the price required of the Father for us to be the bride. Then they would enter into a covenant where they're espoused to one another. That's an old word, espoused, but they're given to one another. Now, this is a picture of salvation. It's a covenant with the Lord. Then they seal that covenant with the drinking of a betrothal cup. Now, that's the idea of a public declaration. Now, you know what that is? That's a profession of our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We we are united with Him in salvation, and we publicly, boldly, gladly profess that con connection with Him to others. Then, the groom has to return to his father's house to, a, to wait for a period of time. That's powerful, isn't it? What is this? That's the ascension. That's our groom going back to heaven, back to the father's house, waiting the moment of the actual union and then the bride during this period is gathering her wardrobe and the groom is preparing the living accommodations, much like happens today. What is this? This is the preparation. This is, if I might say at the church age, where the Lord Jesus is preparing the Father's mansion for us and we, by God's grace, are preparing ourselves to meet Him. Then the groom goes by night to the bride's house, accompanied by his best men. Here is our expectation. The groom is coming. The king is coming. He's coming by night. He's coming when he's least expected. He's going to be accompanied by his best men. Yes, the king is coming. And then when he arrives there, he gives out a shout to announce his arrival. It's a surprise arrival. Remember, he comes in the night. Here is the revelation of our groom coming for us. The Bible says someday soon that a shout will ring out. A trumpet will sound. Uh, that will be the announcement that the wedding has come. And then the bride is ultimately united with the groom. There is the celebration. And that's the picture we have in Revelation 19, verse 7, verse 8, and verse 9. It is the marriage of the Lamb and the marriage supper of the Lamb. Oh, friend, don't miss it. Don't miss it. You don't want to miss this wedding, I promise. Uh, you, this is going to be something that is the most memorable thing. And yet, here's the glorious thought. It's just the beginning.
It is our entrance in all that God has for us. You remember in the previous chapters, while all that's taking place in heaven, on earth, judgment has come. The Antichrist and his kingdom, those who followed him, are being, are being dealt with. But above the clouds, if I might say it that way, above it all, in the heavenlies, we are with our Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, if you do not know him as your Savior, I want to invite you right now, whoever you are, whatever you've done, wherever you're listening at this moment, I want to invite you right now to call on the Lord in simple faith and say, Lord, I'm a sinner and I believe you're the only Savior. I trust you now to save me. Would you call on the Lord today and be saved? And if you know the Lord is your Savior, I want to say to you the first words I gave to you when we began our study today, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to Him. We're going to do that someday perfectly. You can begin doing it today. Rejoice because your King is coming and the royal wedding is about to begin. The purpose of all Scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events, but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauley continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home, and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at enjoyingthejourney.org, and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.